Good morning, Rabbi Isai. Ah! Lili Nishmasimi Mirosi Rusmas Mordechai. Today's shir is Lerefua Shlema Osher Ben Chava, sponsored by Chaim again. Shkoya Chaim, in honor of Rebelli. The Kessler family, Refua Shlema. Ali Zatova Basesta Gruna, who's recovering from COVID, and she has the Machla. You can see how much she's been sorry. This dedication should be a schos for my two boys that are starting the new school year. May they have a successful year of learning and getting the geschmack of Torah and Yiddishkeit. By the Welcher and Spiegel families, this shook me up, Rabbi Isai. I had no idea that Leon Welcher made a chasana. Or he's make, I have no idea. I still don't know. I just saw this this morning on the upcoming marriage. Well, I'm in Bidud. I couldn't go anyway, but it's, it's problematic for me. This evening of their children, Shoal and Tamima, the Zivag should be Oila Yafa. I'm sure when I get my phone back, it's coming soon. There's going to be 30 messages from Leon Welcher. Are you coming to the wedding? We're making a chas and the whole thing. I have no idea. The Zivag should be Oila Yafa. May they be Zoycha to build a Bayis Nam Yisrael. Amen. Michael Bemela, in memory of his mother, father-in-law, and to make it to Uman. Is he going to let us know if he makes it or not? Like if he gets a ticket? All right, here we go. First, when you go on Zoom every morning, you will hear from this very hush of individual who spends his time learning Torah, Avi Mandelbaum, at the campground of Chushatal, right by the Syrian border. There he is. Now if you look, it's yesterday's daf, daf memalef. He's not using an art scroll. He's above and beyond. Regular Gemara, you see that? Daf memalef. Now, another one. From Mayor Strobel. I'm in Vegas for a convention. Got up at 4.30 a.m. from jet lag. Nothing better to do than to do the daf. I've been to Vegas many times, and this is the first time I've been motivated to start my day with learning. Thank you. So once again, yesterday's daf, because here I am in my office, and no art scroll, daf mem aleph. But if you look, this guy is a well-traveled and seasoned traveler. He has worn out svarim here. He's a chumash, other svarim. So yishkoyach meir. This is a beautiful letter, handwritten. An email by Simcha Lichter's mother. Simcha is on, he's a younger man with a beard from uh, England. You'll see him on a lot, almost every day on Zoom. She came to the Shever Brachas in Bar Park to thank me, and she writes like this today, yesterday I got this from her. Another benefit, look, she says like this I want to take this opportunity to thank you for the koichas you put into making Torah learning available for all ages, stages. At the end of the day, when you learn the daf, there's something else happening here that we might not be paying attention to. We learn the daf, and your parents see it, it gives them nachas ruach, which is gave. Listen to this nachas she has over here. When my son came to America for a simcha, he arrived late at night, but preferred to wait up and did not go to sleep until after the shear for fear of missing it. It's a nachas for me and my husband to see his mesiras nefesh to participate in yeshir every day. It's unbelievable. He had every excuse in the world. He just traveled from another country. 
he could go to sleep, he should go to sleep. Instead, he waits up till whatever time, 12.15 a.m., to, to see the shir. Because Baruch will give you the strength to continue. Another one. Um, I recently had, this goes on, I recently had a good mazel to stay at a very nice cement ferio while schmoozing with the Balabai Yaakov Gurvitz. It came out that he also is part of MDY family. For anyone looking for a very nice simmer with a pool and close to town, call Yaakov. He will soon be adding his details to the MDY directory. Thank you for all the time and energy and your amazing team, including Yehoshua. Yehoshua deserves a tremendous Yishkoyach for all the work that he did behind the scenes with the America trip, going from place to place, making all those phone calls and, and, and WhatsApps. I don't know what he did. He probably made everybody crazy. Why else would 100 people show up? Invest to make the story learning experience happen. And Yosef deserves a huge pay raise. And Yosef deserves a huge pay raise. And Yosef deserves a huge pay raise. Ooh, I didn't read that first. Ooh, so I'll read it again. And Yosef deserves a huge pay raise for his amazing video editing. Yishkoyach. Okay, so here we have Hillel Kovacs from uh, Kochav Yaakov is willing to give Yosef a pay raise. Unless he means I should give the pay raise. I don't, I don't chap exactly. I'm sure he's he's uh, volunteering to give the pay raise. Kol Tov, Hilakovacs from Yaakov Yaakov. Very nice. And here's the picture of the two of them. Two MDY Hever from Eretz Yisrael. One is the owner of a Zimmer in Tveria, and the other is MDY guy. Both are MDY. And here, one more, just for good luck. I gotta say, I jumped on and off the bandwagon, the DAF bandwagon several times when I only started listening to the DAF. I truly start, when I started listening to the DAF, I truly start, I actually enjoy the DAF. What makes me even more interested in keeping with you program is the fact that no matter where I turn, I see you there. After joining your group, I saw the podcast, Meaningful People. Another example where you keep popping up in recent shares, someone, someone shared on LinkedIn, where they created a meme with you in it. Thank you, keep doing what you're doing because of me. Because, because for me, it works. I attached the meme and LinkedIn page below in case you haven't already seen it, although I'm sure you most likely have. I have not. Here's the meme. Oh, sorry. It's Joe Biden watching the sheer. Amazing stuff from Cam David. Love it. I'm sure he understood everything, like his teleprompter, whatever. Okay. And uh, let me give a shout out. Who's this guy that did the meme? Yol Judovitz from... Story Tribe Media. Shkayev Joel. Yo, I think it's him. Anyway, we're a little bit behind here, but hopefully we'll catch up today. We're 14 lines off the bottom of Mem Alephom and Bays. And uh, I noticed that the last line was a very important line, and I just didn't even explain. I just ran through it and jumped to a chart. The Gemara says that the G'dayle Atanayim were on a ship and they bought a lulav. Gamaliel bought a lulav for a thousand zuz. What's the difference how much he paid for it? To teach us the importance of mitzvah. They, he was willing to spend a thousand zuz, which we said is five years worth of salary. Like a woman gets 200 zuz for ksuba. What's interesting is that it says, Alehen. He buys the lulav for a thousand zuz. The Gemara gives credit to all of them. Why? So I saw a beautiful pshat that they were all bidding on this lulav. There was only one lulav available. That's why it was so expensive. 
and Rabbi Akiva bid 900, and then came Rabbi Lozim 950, until Rabbi Gamliel, he had, so the Gemara says, it was so beautiful, they all loved the mitzvah, they all wanted that mitzvah for, a th- for, for whatever it was, they, they bid up, so that's why it says the word Alehen, and that's why they paid so much, they were outbidding each other, Shaila is, you don't have to spend that much money on a mitzvah. Okay, but they wanted to. Says the Gemara. So Abamar says, Mar Bar Amemar, Mar the son of Amemar, said to Ravashi, My father Amemar, he held on to the lulav the entire davening. That's how much he loved the lulav. Mesve asked the Gemara a question. You're not allowed to hold things in your hand. You can't even hold tefillin in your hand. You can't hold the Sefer Torah in your hand. Why? Because you're not going to concentrate on davening. You're going to constantly think, what happens if the Sefer Torah falls on the floor? What happens if the tefillin falls on the floor? So because of this, hmm, let me just see if I have one of my markers. Yes, Baruch Hashem. Shouldn't hold anything in your hand. And of course, you shouldn't go to the bathroom and then you shouldn't go to sleep with your fill in your hand. Sorry, we discussed this. Hafacha. Bomer Shmuel. Sakin. A knife. You shouldn't hold a knife in your hand. Ukaar and a bowl. With food, whatever. Or a bowl that will break. Kikar. Bread. That becomes disgusting if it falls to the ground. Umais. Money. You don't want to drop your money. Somebody else is going to pick it up and take it. These all have the same Allah. Something that you're concerned is going to fall, you shouldn't hold. So how did Amemar hold his lulav and esrik during Shemun Esrik? Hasam lav mitzvaninu utaribu says the Gemara, a very interesting answer according to Rashi. When we're talking about a knife, it's not a mitzvah to hold a knife. So he's concerned with it. Hacha mitzvaninu v'loitaribu. From his love of the mitzvah. Lahavdal, a thousand of dollars. You see people glued to their iPhones, whatever, they're constantly like this. They're not thinking about the iPhone, is going to fall. It's part of them, it is them. When you have a mitzvah, you love the mitzvah so much, you're not, you're not even thinking about it, it's part of you. You know how it used to be in Yerushalayim? This is how it used to be. There's actually a mitzvah even today, to walk to Shul with your lulav. Don't give it to your son to carry it to shul. You yourself bring it to shul. You go to shul, you carry a lulav. Should go to shul, sing shma, shmona esrei with your lulav in your hand. I grew up actually. My father holds his lulav the entire day. If you ever, if you went to the, if you saw the wedding, some pictures. He's in a different world. He's learning. He doesn't know. He's not the, the regular guy. So he's holding his lulav the entire time. Could you hold it during learning? We'll see in a second. There's a very beautiful Chavetz Chaim here. Not really on this dab, but it's Negea to this dab. It's brought down in, in the back. Benegea to this. In Choymas Hadas, Sefer Choymas Hadas, the Chavetz Chaim writes in Perik Shishi. I think it's a beautiful idea that a lot of us are nichshal in it, including myself. And he says, that many times people won't do a mitzvah because of embarrassment. Example, you don't want to go, you're new to Dafiyami, you don't want to go into a shul and open up a Gemara 
in front of your friends, and then people are going to walk over and you say, ah, look at this tzaddik, he started to learn, look at him. Or, I kid you not, a guy in Shul told me that he's embarrassed to stop talking during Chazar Sashats. He knows that it's Asr, but he doesn't want to stop because people are going to call him a, a tzaddik. He, he's the guy, the big schmoozer in Shul, and all of a sudden he's going to stop. Or you could go on and on. People don't put their tzitzis on the outside of their pants because of that busha. Because the guy might say this. And I myself was nichshel that when I was younger. Yamaka, All these things. Like, you'll take off your yamaka going to court thinking that uh, the guy is going to respect you more if you don't have your yamaka on in business. Tzitzis in business. All these things. And it's, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. And we should overcome this mistake. Don't be embarrassed. So the guy will make fun. The guy will also make fun of you when you look like a big fool, like in that example of you go into the, the vault and you start grabbing money. They give you a minute. So you look like a fool. You're grabbing, grabbing. Okay. But he's the fool. He doesn't have the million dollars. You have the million dollars. So yeah, people will make fun. We got to move on. Go to shul with the lulav. Now, in our days, the Mishnah Brewer says you shouldn't really walk around with your lulav like a big tzaddik. Because that's that's gaiva. Unless you're known to be a person that's careful with all mitzvahs. If you're that type of person, then even today, you can walk around with your lulav. Okay. I'm saying the Chavaz Chaim keeps on going, talking about how every word of Torah is a mitzvah say, and how could you give up all those words of Torah because you're embarrassed that your friend is going to make fun of you. Going on a plane, I see people don't have the bush anymore. They go on planes, they open up a safer. They're on vacation, they open up a safer. Oh, it reminds me of a story actually. I, and I told you this, but it, it, it hit me. I was home by myself learning. And I'm say, you know, my father wears tefillin all day. The mitzvah is to wear tefillin all day. Nobody sees me, so there's no gaiva. Nobody will make fun of me. Let me put on my tefillin. So I put on my tefillin. And I start learning. 30 seconds later, my wife walks by. She put out such a yell. What? You're turning into your father? <laughs> I ripped those filling off so fast. Never put them on again. The busha. Okay, listen, that's a little different. She sacrificed for the shear, and I don't want to make him a sugar. Da, da, da. But in general, if it's a learning what your wife is going to make fun of you that you're learning the daf, so who cares? Let her make fun. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta learn the daf. Anyway, Zokti Gemar. Koy reba toyer says kapov. But if you're l- l- reading from the Sefer Torah, or you're doing duchning, you're a kayan, you can't hold a lulav while you're a kayan. You have to be able to be goyal of the Torah, roll it up. You can't hold a lulav. You put it down on the ground. But if you go to be before, after, whatever it means, then you hold your lulav in your hand. But if you're learning Torah, you can't learn Torah while you're holding a lulav because you're going to be so involved in the Torah, it's going to fall on the floor and break. Michael Mashmalan. Well, what's this whole story all about? To teach us how the mitzvahs were so important to them, they were so careful with them, and they loved the mitzvahs. It shows you how they loved mitzvahs in those days. They walked with the lulav 24 7. So in the Mishnah, we learned that Rabbi Yossi holds. That if a person, it's a big chiddush, if a person is involved in a mitzvah, and because he's involved in a mitzvah, he forgot that it's Shabbos and he walked outside, he doesn't have to bring a carbon. Any other situation that you walk outside on Shabbos from your Shusha Yochid, 
into Shusarabim, you'd have to bring a $500 animal as a carbon, as a chatos. He's potter. Isaac be mitzvah, he's tarot, the third of a mitzvah, dafka mitzvah. Omer Abaya, top of dafmem base, Omer Aleph, loy shanu, elo, shlo yotzaboy. We're talking about that the person never was mekayim the mitzvah of lulav, and as he's taking the lulav outside into Rosh Hashanah, that's he's going to be mekayim. Ava yotzaboy, but if it's in the afternoon, he already went to shul, he shook his lulav, everything's good, and afterwards <coughs> he takes it by mistake. Chayev, he has to bring a carbon chatos. Okay, because he's not osuk b'mitzvah. He's not osuk b'mitzvah. What is he? He's. It's not a mitzvah to shake a lulav the second time. He already did the mitzvah. <clears throat> Ask the Gemara, but once he lifts it up, how you doing, Heinach? It's good to see you. He's not paying attention. Okay. Oh, now he paid attention. Great. <clears throat> I missed you. I didn't see you in a long time. When you lift up the, the lulav for a moment, even for a second, without a bracha, you're yaita. So how is it possible that a person walks from his house to Rosh Hashanah Rabbim and he wasn't yaita? The, he was yaita in the mitzvah. The second he picked it up, he was yaita in the mitzvah. By the time he gets to his front door, there's no mitzvah anymore. So how can you say that he's busy with the mitzvah? He's not busy with the mitzvah. He already did the mitzvah. So we all know the answer to this because we discussed it in the Taisis a few days ago. Omar It's talking about that the lulav is upside down. When a lulav is upside down, you're not yoyta, because it has to be kedar gedula, like it grows. That's why most of the oilam, besides svardim, I understand svardim, don't even pick up the esrim. They say the bracha on the lulav, that was one of the answers in Taisis, they say a bracha on the lulav without an esrim. Because it has to be over last yasam. You have to make the bracha before you make the mitzvah. You only make, if once you pick it up, you make the mitzvah. Minig Ashkenaz is to flip the esrim upside down. I could... I'm almost sure I see in Shul people holding the lulav and esrog straight, and then they do a flipperoo. If I saw that, then it's really bad. I don't know if I saw it. It could be I'm making a mistake because I don't do it like that, so I don't, I'm not really aware. But, but because the second you pick up the esrog and it's straight, you're yaitza, finished, done. What are you making a bracha for? You have to make sure you take it out of the box, upside down. Or, like the Mishnah Brewer brings, the Vilna Gain says, and he says this is the best way to do it, and that is to think in your mind, I'm not being yoytza now. So even if it's right side up, you're not yoytza. Rav says, don't forget about it. You didn't, you didn't flip it over. He took it in the esrog holder, in a kli. Uh, you don't remember, just a few days ago we learned. Rav is the one who says that it's not a problem to take an esrog. With, with wrapped in, 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 in a towel or your talus. He says it's, it's, it's okay. He says, When you take it wrapped up in a talus, you're giving it the proper covet, you're doing it for covet, then it's great. But if you put it in a, in a bowl, in a box, a cardboard box, that's a bazillion and you're not yoytza. By the way, I just want to remind everybody a beautiful story. It was a crazy story, actually, in Mesechus Psachim, Da'af Nun Zayin, where there was a Kain Gadol who was asked by the king, the Kain Gadol used to embarrass Kachim because he put on gloves. He was the Istanis, he had gloves. He dealt with all the Karbanans with gloves. And the Gemara says it was a terrible thing. What was his punishment? That the king had an argument with his wife, with the queen, 
What tastes better, a goat or sheep? Lamb or goat? So he said, you know, let's ask the biggest professional in the world. That's the kind Gadol. He eats the most karbanas. They bring him in. And the king said it's the goat. The queen said it's the sheep. And they asked him the question. And he went like this. Eh, of course it's the sheep. A carbon tummet every morning is from sheep, not from goat. You made fun of the king. We're going to chop off your right hand. But he's a righty. So he went and he paid money to the hand chopper guy that he should take off his left hand. But then the king found out that he took off his left hand and he paid a bribe. So he said, now chop off his right hand as well. So the two hands that wore the gloves and weren't mechabed the mitzvah got chopped the rue. Says the Gemara. So, the way it works is, let's see. First of all, in the base Hamikdash, you take a bird, you don't shaft it, you do malika. You do one of these with your finger, you hold it just like this, with the with the wings this way, that way, and with the thumb, you shaft it right over here. Okay. Now. I apologize for this poor Mizbeach picture. It's an overhead view. That was the best one I was able to find now. We have much better pictures and we had a real Mizbeach when we were learning Yuma. I mean a model. But anyway, when you shecht the Ayla, bird, you shecht it on top of the Mizbeach, right in this corner, which is southwest. A chatos goes on the ground, bird, chatos, right? A woman brings two birds, an Ayla and a chatos. So the kind has to take the Ayla, shecht it on top of the Mizbeach over here, the chat is in the bottom of it. But if there's an overflow, there's too many birds going on over here in this corner, too many koyanim, too much congestion, traffic. So they go over here, Euler Bays. I just wrote Euler Bays over here. You do it on this corner. So what happens is, since there's a, they're in a similar corner, the same corner, just the Euler is above the red line. There's a red line in the, in the center of the Mizbech. The chat is below the red line. So they could get mixed up somehow. He puts it down, he takes it. Now a chat is, is a bird you could eat from. Ayla, we know, goes directly onto the Mizbech. You're not allowed to eat from it. So the story is, The Kayan made a mistake, and he thought he could eat from this bird, because sometimes it's in the same general area. He doesn't have to bring a Chatos. What's the Chiddush? The Torah Bar Mitzvah Potter. Rabbi Yaisi is saying this halacha. Rabbi Yaisi from our Mishnah, who said that if you walk outside on Shabbos with a lulav in your hand, you're potter. So if a Kayan eats the wrong animal, potter. Isn't that the same exact idea? He thought he's being Mekayim, a mitzvah of eating a carbon, which is a mitzvah. And he wasn't. He ate a ayla. Says Gemara, it's the same. Hasam, Interestingly enough, is right over here. Hasim usually means over there. Over here, by Lulav. He's trying to be Mikhaim Mitzvah, and he is Mikhaim Mitzvah. He's holding a Lulav in his hand, and he walks into Rosh Hashanah, he's Mikhaim Mitzvah. That's why he's Potter. The Torah is Mikhaim Mitzvah Potter. Because he, at the end of the day, he was Mikhaim Mitzvah with the Lulav. But over here, it's a little different, because he never... Actually, it was Mekayimah Mitzvah. He ate the wrong thing. Imagine he ate pork instead of eating a carbon. He wasn't Mekayimah Mitzvah. How can you say he's potter? Kamash Malon, that even though the outcome was terrible, the zero mitzvah, 
But since he thought he's doing a mitzvah, he thought he's involved in a mitzvah, we don't make him bring a karba me'ilah. Here's a map of the base of And right over here, you have four Lishakais, four rooms. One of these, right over here, is Lishkas Atlaim. Here's a blow up of what it looks like. A beautiful room with. Yes. Oh, yeah, for Zoom, sorry. Okay, here you go. I'm looking at, at YouTube. It's more important than you guys. You guys are only 98 people today, sorry. YouTube is a little bit more. Okay, so. Yeah, but I have to get this uh, more centered somehow. I'll figure it out afterwards. So the Lishka's at like over here, they would put these animals in there for four days to see if they were whole tummin without any mum. And only then they would use it for carbon tummin. So what happened was, hi, uh, if he goes and he grabs one of those carbonos that, and it wasn't in the room, it was in a different room, and it's on Shabbos, Chayev Chatos. He shechted the wrong animal. He has to bring another Tamid. Now listen to this, Noam. Tysus points out here that even if he shechted a carbon that's perfect without a mum, it's not a carbon. Because the halacha is it has to be for four days. And the fact is it wasn't in there for four days. Puzzle says Tysus. You have to bring another carbon. Omar so what's the kasha? You see that even though he was Isaac b'mitzvah, he went and he grabbed a carbon just from the wrong room. He's chayv a car. He has to bring a carbon mila. Says Gemara, that's a different case. I love this. Let's do this slow. What happened was, he went to the wrong room. When you go to the wrong room, you're You're almost doing it deliberately wrong. And therefore, you are chayev. He should have paid attention. By not paying attention, you're amazed. So it's not as if you did a mitzvah. When you're holding a lulav, and you want to be in kind of a mitzvah, you run into the Shusarabim, that's different. Says the Heligan Mishnah. What did I do here? Here we go. The official mission is sponsored by official for a full shlema for Brino Bas Yente Dvara. Mikabelis Isha Miyad Bino Umiyad Balo. A husband comes home from Shul. He's Mikhaim the mitzvah of Lulav. He could pass over the Lulav to his wife, even though she has no chi of Lulav. But the Lulav is just a bunch of leaves, and leaves should be Mukta. She's allowed to. Here's a big chiddush. She could take it and return it into the water on Shabbos. You have a, a vase full of water, she puts it right back in. Now Rashi points out, it's not going to grow more. It's just it's so that it shouldn't dry out. That is not a prowl on Shabbos. What is a prowl on Shabbos? To replace the water. If you're replacing the water, adding cold water, that's a problem because now you're being matriach, you're, you're working hard, to fix a kli. By the way, this is just a joke, but here might be the source why men buy flowers for their wives for Shabbos. You're allowed to give 
a beautiful lulav and a dasim to your wife so she can put it into the water. Okay. Now, yeah. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, Rabbi Loimer, Bishabbas Machzirim, beyond of Maisifim. On Shabbos, you could re- put it back into the water. On Yontav, you're allowed to add water. On it's a mitzvah to add water. This actually gave me a lot of simcha because I was dealing, I asked the question, what do you do? How do you make your arava stay fresh for the whole Yontav? And this guy said, it's the, you use silver foil. The other guy said this, that, the whole thing. Whatever I'm going to do, it says over here, it's a mitzvah in Rashi. Mitzvah lahachlev. It's a mitzvah to change out the water so that your aravas stay fresh. So if you spray it with that spray bottle, one guy said, don't use uh, a towel, don't use a, a newspaper, whatever it is, there's a mitzvah in it. I'm very excited to do this mitzvah this year. Okay. A youngster, a minor, who knows how to shake the lulav, he's chai v'lulav. It came out a very interesting thing here. If you are nusach Sfard. So I still don't know today how they do it. I think they go, no, right, left, front, up, back, down. I mean, it's it's, it's super complicated. So I think that if you do Nusach Svard, a kid is not chayiv to shake a lulav until he's 18, 19 years old, until he can get this front, back thing. But if you do Nusach Ashkenaz, you tell the kid, just go in a circle, up and down. He's chayv when he's three years old. It could be a big enough community between Ashkenaz and Sfarad over here. Kadani Delen Anea Chayv Lulav. Pshita. Mao the same. Why can't the woman hold a Lulav? Why can't she touch a Lulav? Mao the same. Out thing. Since a woman is not in the mitzvah of Lulav, why? Because it's a mitzvah of only on Sukkot. So since she's not in the mitzvah, it's muksa for her. Since it's mutter for the husband, it becomes a kli. And it's a mutter for her. You could be medayik here. We're not going to go into it. It seems like a woman does not have to, should not shake a lulav, because if you could shake a lulav, then it shouldn't be mukta anyway. Okay. Ayn in the Rishayna. Katan hayideya linanea. If a youngster knows how to shake a lulav. katan hayideya linanea chayib lulav. So now we're going to go through his daily routine. What is he chayib in tzitzis? What is he chayib in tefillin? When is he chayiv in a carbon Pesach? All these things, all these halachas. So when he knows how to shake a lulav, even though the halach is that you just lift up a lulav, your yaitza, but that's not enough. He has to know how to do the na'anuim to show that he, he knows what's flying. Chayiv belulav. By the way, I, I, I don't know if it's just me, probably just me, but I, I feel like this Yeridus Hadiris. When I was a kid, I used to go with my father and look for him, and he trained me the, the bletlach and the this and the that, all the things of love and the tumus and the lulav and the adasim. I was never able to get my kid to come with me. No, none of them. They don't want to come. <clears throat> so he's better at getting me to come. I don't know. But I think it's it's important. It's part of the chinuch over here to teach him how to do lulav, how to how to look for a lulav, how to be menanei lulav. So says the Gemara. Lisatev, if he knows how to wrap himself like an Arab, chayvet sitzis. That's how they used to do it in those days. So then he's chayiv in tzitzis. Lishmar tefillin. If he knows how to not go into the bathroom with his tefillin, then his father has to buy him tefillin. It's not enough to just lend him tefillin. He needs to purchase him tefillin because they used to wear tefillin all day long. <coughs> the Ramos says 
that in our days, you have to be 13 years old in order to wear tefillin. The Mishnah says, we go a month, two months beforehand. But also they say, the Bir Halacha brings, that since in our day, we don't wear tefillin all day. It's only during davening. So we're much more careful, so to speak. A kid is not going to run into the bathroom since he's only there for a half hour during shachris. So it's easier to understand that you could give him tefillin earlier. Omer <clears throat> Uh, sorry. If he knows how to speak, his father teaches him Torah. And the Kriyashma, Torah Mai, what does Torah mean? Moshe Rabbeinu commanded us the Torah. My Rasha should be heritage, Kilas Yaakov, the Kilo of Yaakov. The Kilas Yaakov is the stipler. He wrote this famous sefer, Kilas Yaakov, Ibn Kanevsky's father. So I'll tell you a story about Kilas Yaakov. There was a guy, they brought a kid that was going off the derech to the stipler. And the stipler sat and spent a lot of time to speak to him about Yiddishkeit. And when the kid left, the stipler turned to the Roshiva and said, he's gone. He's, uh, what I spoke to him is not going to help. So Roshiva said, so why did you speak to him? So he said, we speak to the kid, a two-year-old, we say, Why do we do that? Why do we speak to a little child? Because Rishol Salanter says that when a horse goes downhill, you can't catch him, and you're on the horse, you jump. And you wait for him to blow up and explode at the bottom of the mountain, and then you pick up the pieces, whatever's left over. <clears throat> we see a person like that going downhill. He's in a, in a fast track to the wrong place. Wait on the side. And then you try to pick up the pieces. But at least he knows when he's a kid, we taught him Torah Tzivah Lana Moshe. So I'm teaching him now. In a few years from now, whenever he decides to do Tshuva, he'll have this Shmuz that I just had with him. But I'm not, I don't have a lot of hope that he's going to come back because of this Shmuz. Anyway, Kilos Yaakov. Krishma Mahi. What, what does Kriya Shema mean? We're used to a very long Krishma. No, Pasuk Rishon, only the first Pasuk Shema Yisrael. Haidea Lishmar Gufai. If a, per, if a kid knows how to watch himself from Tumah, in the time of the Gemara is all about Tumah, so there's different types of Tumah, Maga, Masa, Oil, he knows the difference. He knows that if there's a dead body in the room, he's Tumah even without touching it because it's Oil. He knows that if he moves it, he's Tumah. So, Oichlin al Gufay Taharis. So if the, 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 um, the Tahara touched his body, you're allowed to eat it because you could understand that he knows that his body is tart. Now there's another step. The hands. Hands are become, they become a shiny lotuma. We say that people are not careful. If the Messiah dies for a second, they become tummy. So, but if he knows, Lish mercy adav. So typically, if a kid touches Tahara with his hands, not his body, his hand, then it becomes tummy. But if he's on the level that he knows how to wash, it, wash his hands, to watch his hands, then you could eat taharis that touched his hands. If you ask him, hey, did you touch that rat? And he says, no, or yes, or I don't know. In other words, he knows how to answer. So it depends. The typical Tum and When it comes to Tumah, if it's a suffix that happened in a private domain, but if you don't, if he doesn't know how to answer, then sveiko even b'rishus hayachid is tar because all these halachas we learn from a saita, and a saita is a woman who understands, and if she doesn't understand, there's no suffix, there's no difference between b'rishus hayachid and b'rishus rabim. 
It's just tart. Hayideya lifrois kapov. A miner who knows how to duchen. Chalkin lechuma bebeis hagranois. So it's very interesting because according to the Rishonim here, we're talking about now we're jumping to another thing. If he knows how to duchen, then he's not a katan. Now we're talking about a gadol. And if he's a gadol, you can give him granis. You can give him truma in the field. Because otherwise, it's a bizayin. We're concerned that people are going to say, what's going on here? We're giving truma out. We're giving it to kids that, that are not bar mitzvah. That they don't... But since he knows how to duchen, people are going to say, oh, he's a gadol. Now we're turning to daf membezom and beis, sponsored by the MD White Hill Group. For all those who need shiduchim refusing Yeshua's, please join tilndareimindav.com. And by Shlomo Lalazarian from LA in honor of Eli's wife Feige for sacrificing her life in order for Eli to prepare the daf. I just realized today that he most likely spoke to my wife. She must have said something about sacrifice. I have to ask her. Yeah, I'm sacrificing my life. That's what he said over here. Like, where did he get it from? Okay. If a kid knows how to shech, meaning he physically knows he knows the action, what you're supposed to do. He doesn't know any halachas. He knows how to take a knife and go back and forth. You could eat his shechita. Provided that there's an adult there. Meaning, the adult makes sure that there's no shehiyah, there's no drisa. He didn't push down too hard. He didn't wait for a moment. It was a smooth motion, back and forth. Okay. What if there's a three-year-old that doesn't know how to shecht, does not know, doesn't know the motion, but he shechted and there's an adult there that made sure there was no shihia, no derisa, none of the five problems. No good. According to Taisvis, you need two conditions. You need to know how to do it, and also that a gadol saw that you knew how to do it. But the fact that you did it well and a gadol saw that, that's not enough. If a child could eat, a baby could eat, a olive is worth of one of the five minim, one of the grains. That makes his waist smell, and therefore he can't learn Torah next to it. Achilas pras. Achilas pras. We're all very familiar. Baruch Hashem. Achilas pras means pras means half. When a regular uh, uh, in-between person knows how to eat, however long it takes him to eat a half a loaf of bread, so it's four kibetzim, whatever, three to nine minutes, if a child, a baby, could eat a kazayis in that amount of time, then his waist smells bad. But let's say he takes this kazayis, bread, and eats it over a period of two hours, that's not enough. That doesn't make it smell. What makes it smell is if you can do it quickly with day, bichday, achilas, pras. If it's an adult, he takes this pasik, unbelievable. The pasik is not talking about waste of a child, of a human being. It's talking about having more seichel, have more pain. But he learns the word machoiv as masriach, as smelling. The, the older a person gets, the more smelly it gets and becomes awesome. So, what came out from the Mishmur, I think, you can look into yourself. If a kid is six years old, once he's six, seven years old, it's definitely usher, even if he doesn't eat bread, doesn't eat bread, whatever. But if a kid is four years old, let's say, 
and he's too weak to digest bread, then his waist is not also to daven next to. But if he's four years old and he's strong enough, he's healthy enough to eat bread, he just doesn't eat bread for whatever reason, but he has the ability to, then it's also to eat, to daven next to his waist. If you could eat meat that's roasted or kezayis. Now, obviously, there's a difference between roasted and not roasted. If it's cooked, it's easier to eat. Roasted is harder to eat. We're talking about a carbon Pesach, which is roasted. So therefore, the shear is a kezayis of roasted meat. Then, when we learn, we learn that in order, you want to be part, you have to be memuna on the carbon Pesach. You have to be part of the group of this carbon Pesach. So you could put a child and make him part of the group, and therefore he could eat the carbon Pesach. How do you make him part of the group? If he's able to eat the Gezayis, that's roasted. If he could differentiate in food. Found the picture. If the child is too immature to differentiate between food and inanimate objects, he'll eat a rock instead of food, or his plate, then he doesn't chap. The, the Gemara is bringing here, like, I think, things that are similar. A walnut, and now, like, a lot of people today don't know the difference. I guess if I show my kid a walnut, I'd probably think it's a stone. But whatever. If you're not a differentiate between a hard object that's food and hard enough, then you could be part of the carbon Pesach. Hadrun Aloch, Lulavag Gozel. Hadrun Aloch, Lulavag Gozel. Hadrun Aloch, Lulavag Gozel. So now all we have to do is this Mishnah. In four minutes, not a problem. Says the Gemara. Says the Mishnah. Sponsored official Mishnah. Sponsored by official. L'Rafur Shleima of Avram Yosef Ben Chano. Lulov Varova. The mitzvah of shaking your lulov, and the mitzvah of Arava Shisha Veshiva, could be six days, seven days, depending if there's a Shabbos there. Now, what is Arava? We're going to go into it later, but in the time of Eisamigdash. They brought Aravas, and either they put them on the Mizbeach, or they went around the Mizbeach, the Koyhanim. They would circle, sorry, here we go. They would circle the Mizbeach. That mitzvah is very different than the mitzvah of Lulav, in a number of things. But, as we're going to see, that the difference is that Aravah you do on the final if the seventh day comes out on Shabbos, it's Doich Shabbos, Lulav is Davos. It's on the first day. <clears throat> a halal, to say the full halal, v'hasimcha. What's simcha? So, simcha is v'zovachta shlamim. When you shech shlamim, v'ochalta shom v'somachta l'fnei Hashem l'kecha. As we mentioned, that sukkus is about simcha, and eating shlamim in the time of the Yisamikdash, eating the meat, is the simcha. Shmoina, that could last for eight days. Sukkah, sitting in a sukkah. V'nisuchamayim, v'nisuchamayim, on top of the Mizbeach, on the seven days of Sukkot, they would pour water into the hole. V'nisuchamayim. Shiva, lasts for seven days. Hechalil, flute, and all the musical instruments called the Simchas Beis Sheva. There was a big Simcha going on with the, with the whole band. That only lasts Hamisha Vishisha, either five or six days, not seven days. Because you don't play musical instruments on Shabbos and Yantar. Lulav Shiva Ketzad, so now the Mishnah just explains. How do you have a Lulav for seven days? How do you shake a Lulav all seven days? 
כיצד? יונטה וראשון של חג שחל איז בשבס. If the first day of יונטה fell out on שבס, so then it pushes off שבס. But if the first day of Yanta falls out on a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Shisha, then you only shake the Lulav six days because you don't push off Shabbos. The Shabbos, Chalmai, you don't, you don't shake the Lulav. Arava, Shiva, Ketzad. When is it that you would be makiv the Mizbeach seven days with an Arava? Yoim Hashvi, Shal Arava, Shachalis, Bishabbos. If the seventh final day of Sukkot falls out on Shabbos, then it's Arava Shiva, But if the seventh day falls out on the, on the rest of the week, Shisha, because then the middle, the middle day does not push off Shabbos. The Shabbos, the middle of, of, the, of the Arava, if Yantif doesn't push off, you don't do Arava on Shabbos. Mitzvah's Lulav, Ketzad. How does it work? Everybody would bring the lulav earlier so they don't have to be mechal Shabbos. There's special people called chazonim. These guys would take the lulav from them. And they would put it in the shade. It's like a bus stop. It was a bench with an overhang so that the lulav wouldn't dry out. But the elderly would put their lulav inside. And they would teach everybody to say, He ever went to, to the Kaisal on Sukkot for Bikr's Kahanam. Imagine how many people were there. It's going to be even more. It's the Ali Regal. Everybody in Eretz Yisrael comes to the base Hamikdash. How many lulavim are there? There are millions. And you're going to find your lulav? Seriously. So, Every single person has to say, Amoichol, whoever takes my lulav, it should be a matana gemura, and I'm going to grab his lulav, the matana gemura, and that's how I'm going to be yoytzah. The final, next day, everybody comes, on yontif. The chazorim start throwing lulavim. Hopefully they don't break the tumas. Unfortunately, nothing has changed. I was at the Levi of Avadi Yosef, I saw things that I really want to forget. People wanted to get on a bus afterwards. It was, okay, I'm not going to talk about it. But over here we're talking about in the base Hamikdash. And people were literally physically hurting each other to grab their lulav, to be kind of mitzvah, hitting, pushing, jumping. When they saw that this mom is dangerous, forget it, don't come to base Hamikdash. Moichel, your taiva, I don't need you here. If you're going to hit other people, stay at home. And be mekayim the mitzvah at home. Raboisai, have a wonderful day. That might be the only shofar here today. Thanks, Avi. Yishkoyach, Bernard David, Shalom Aleichem. How are you? Haven't seen you in a long time. Well, Hashem, I'm planning a trip to London one day, to Manchester, London. Bezer Hashem, soon. Don't let me down. 
No less than Chicago. Rabbi say no less than Chicago. Oh, yo, Bergman from Chicago is here. He's not going to let me down in Chicago. No way. Good morning, Ramelli. Thanks for the shout-out. I heard you the first time, but I was already... I was on YouTube. Basically, I leave... You go on the Zoom, so you show your face. I was doing the YouTube, especially, so it was like a two-second lag. It's I hear. Hey, now, how you doing? You still, you still holding? I haven't seen you the whole bit as mine. This is the first time I see or heard you from you in, in a month. So, Yishkoyah. Who's the first time on the Rana Vivi is the first time on Zoom? Shamalaikum Rama Vivi. Let me go to this page over here. Oh. Let me see if I can find him. Where is he? Anybody see him? Yeah. Yeah. You can't spotlight him. His video's off. Oh, uh, okay. But he has a picture on his video, on his off. So. Ah, Michael Siegelstein. You're the guy that sent the email, right? Yeah, we are ready to come to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go, I actually, I went to Vegas twice in my life, I went for a real estate show, it was a very interesting show, it was one of these shows that you, you, it's for people that own properties, who want to think out of the box, and you, it's only for owners, very interesting, you, you get to brainstorm with other owners, and figure out problems that you have, and see if anybody has solutions to those problems. Oh yeah? Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I need you to dedicate uh, next week, okay? I'm not in charge of that. You have to speak to Yosef. But Bezer Hashem. Uh, we ain't made dress, but, you know, 